Hello and welcome to the Run Before You Walk podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Stephen. And we welcome you to the show. Today we're going to talk about maintaining connection during online and hybrid worship. Maybe you're the kind of pastor who has just been sitting for the last year saying, I can't wait till COVID is over because once it's over, I can stop doing this online worship stuff and I can get back to the stuff I always did. All the hugs, the handshakes, mm-hmm. the preaching mm-hmm. from, a, from a wood pulpit and uh, being able to smash my Bible on top of that <laughs> right, right. Uh, to accentuate my point, get a couple amens from the pews. Uh, well, guess what, friends? Hybrid worship, online worship is here for good. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it is. It's here. We got to get used to it because now is the time to get better at it. And the yeah. place we need to get better more than any, as far as I'm concerned, okay. is maintaining connection even when there aren't people in the pews. Yeah. I think that's, that's so important, right? Yeah, so Stephen. Stephen is a, a serial churchgoer. He goes to a lot of churches every week. He, he yeah, lives for this stuff. It's his passion. And, and so Stephen, in all the churches you go to, uh, be the reporter on the ground. Tell us what you've seen. Okay, so what I've noticed is that when COVID happened in, what was that, around March of 2020, many of our churches realized, holy cow, we've got to get a worship service online often this Sunday. And so what many of our churches did was we simultaneously uploaded our pre-recorded, edited video, or sometimes literally live streamed to Facebook and YouTube. You see it over and over again, that combination, Facebook and YouTube. And so what that, that has a number of effects. Uh, one is it did have worship online. Yeah, thank God. Thank, yeah. God. thank God. Thank and God. And in April 2020, thank God. Thank God, April 2020. Yes. But but it's a year, almost a year later than that. And so a lot, we've learned a lot, uh, mostly through experimentation. And we've noticed a number of downsides to that too. Having your worship service spread across multiple places means that people are engaging a little bit in the comments in a lot of different places. So they'll engage, a few folks will engage in the comments on YouTube because there's there's comments there at, at the 10 o'clock service on Sunday morning. And then on Facebook, they might engage there too. Maybe somebody hosts a watch party. And then so, so some folks go and engage on that. So, but you wind up um, taking your audience and splitting it apart. And if you know anything about big groups of people, it's the bigger the group of people, it, it creates a certain momentum. So ideally, I, I think you wouldn't split your audience apart. Yeah, think about a coffee shop concert versus an arena, arena show. So there's something lovely about the coffee shop concert, oh, but it's, it's far less exciting right. than the arena show. Yeah, yeah, that's a good parallel. Yeah. So, so when you, what I think I hear you saying is if you were going to have a room full of, or if you have uh, 50 participants in worship, okay. but you have them in three or four different spots, yeah. like maybe where you might have had a, a, a good number of engagement and, and comments and such, now you've got like one or two here and one or two there, yeah. and it's like four empty rooms. And they can never build on each other. Yeah. But if you could room. gather all those folks. Yeah. So what, what, do you, what do you think people should do with that information that these four spots exist? What should they do? I think... Essentially, we want to reduce that to one. 
And Matt has asked me just the other day, he said, Stephen, do you see, what churches do you see succeeding in this? Do yes. you see mega churches succeeding in this? Is it tiny churches that are succeeding in this? And the answer is pretty good news for small churches. It's that the best solution for this is something available to everybody. Yeah. You've got a phrase you use about. Yeah, I, I like to say that in the internet age, quality has been democratized. It's no longer about money. It's not about influence. It's not about numbers. All of the tools that are available to these big churches that we quote, we quote unquote compete with are now available to us for minimal or no cost. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one tool in particular that we're going to wind up advocating. And I'm sure there's a few competitors that probably accomplish the same goal. Yeah. But what we, what we've noticed is that churches that are able to nudge everyone into the same location, um, they're still interacting via chat, uh, but they get way more engagement and they're building community in some cases. They're at least maintaining community during this COVID crisis. And I, and I think this gives us a foundation of something to build on as we all consider uh, a switch to hybrid ministry. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt, you... Uh, so the tool that we're talking about is a tool called Online Church. Did I say that right? Yeah, online.church is what I would call it, just so that people can just go straight to online.church, and they're there. Look okay. at that. So online.church, let me explain what it is, and then Matt has been using it, uh, and actually you're the first church that I, I saw using it, and then I realized megachurches use it, yeah. and I've seen the same benefit there. So what Online Church is, you still do the same thing that many of us were doing. You upload your video to YouTube. Or Vimeo or other services they can do from the back end. It can do a lot of different services. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, you give people at your church a URL or truth be told, there's just a, a button on your website that says watch the worship service. Yes. That's what we have. Or you could put the link in Facebook. And we, right, and we, and we, have, we also have a custom domain for us. It's worshipeternity.org. Oh, okay. And you can go straight to that page and it's set up. Okay. So this presents a number of benefits uh, that give you control over your own information and your own uh, stuff again but but that's not the best part the best part is what it does for community yes matt tell us first tell us how many people attended trinity before covid hit so trinity uh was usually somewhere between 60 and 80 people on a week okay on a given week and now you're using church online you've been using it for the better part of a year now uh i would assume based on what i've seen on facebook and youtube Five, ten comments. Five or ten comments. Okay, so so for Trinity, we actually average around seventy comments. But actually, I want to I want to actually change the vernacular for us right now. I'm I'm, I'm throwing a, a little bit of water on Stephen because okay. I actually think comments are what's on Facebook. Okay. Comments are what's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, this is a chat. Okay. On online church, we have a chat. It runs through the service, and it and so what might have been three or four comments because people are used to it on those on those things to being a comment. Now we have a chat and people talk with each other. It's a conversation. It's a conversation that begins before the service and continues on. That's, that man, that's a really helpful distinction. It's a huge distinction, yes. So you're getting 70 or 80 uh, comments in, yeah, this, the chat, in this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which, uh, what, what churches have you seen that have kind of been there? Like in that, in that range, are they, are they much larger, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, most churches, to, to hit that, especially if you're using just Facebook and the YouTube system, you have to be huge to hit okay. that. And, and it rarely uh, turns into a conversation. Okay. The advantage, I think, of combining that with a smaller church is that everybody in your church knew each other. Or most folks did. I, I know your church has been growing over the pandemic, but, but mostly, mostly know each other. And so there's relationships. You combine relationships with chat 
And, uh, and I think you're going to get the conversation thing. My experience of, of comments on the other platforms, on Facebook, on, on YouTube, and, and, and I could name a million other, other platforms, but it feels like people shouting into an empty room. Hmm. Those comments are like, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm here. Every, everybody know? acknowledges when they arrive. Well, yeah, lots of folks. Lots of folks do. It's yeah. like, I'm here. It's never, oh, hey, Joe, I see, we, I see you were at Tahoe this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's never any of those things. Right, right. But your church has those things. We do. And, and one, of the, one of the key things that I think is important to get the conversation started is to be in the comments yourself. Okay. To start before the worship service to say hello and welcome to the church mm-hmm. in the comments. And then when you see people start to say, I'm here, mm-hmm. uh, say, uh, hey, John, uh, what'd you do this weekend? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people are asking each other those same questions. Okay. So you, uh, uh, did you say that people are talking through the worship service? You said that somewhere else recently. Yeah, right? they, they, they talk throughout the worship service. At the, at the welcome and greeting, I try to ask a question okay. during the welcome and greeting and say, uh, as, we start, as we begin worship, go ahead and let us know what, what you did this week and something like that, just something simple. And then as we get to different parts of the service, I might ask a question about key learnings from life. Uh, who was your, I think one that was funny was who was the biggest bully in elementary school in oh, your elementary yeah. school? And I said, no, uh, don't let me know people. it was you. <laughs> don't let me know it was you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one was less fun for me. But. That was less fun for me. There you go. <laughs> uh, but, but so the, so the point is I try to make sure there are opportunities to ask questions throughout. And often during the, during the sermon, I'll ask a question just in the chat say to ask people, have you ever experienced whatever it is that I just mentioned? Yeah. Um, Matt, I know you brought four tips for things that you have done at Trinity yeah. that I think are, they're, they're working. And there may be a better approach, yeah. but I'll tell you, what you're doing is working. And I'm sure you'll continue to grow, but what you're doing is working. So uh, four tips. What, what was your first tip? So the first tip is there aren't four locations anymore. Okay. There is one location, and this is the hard one for a lot of us, one time. So you have to, you have to, if your church gets together in this digital space, they get together in one digital space. I don't care if it's 2 p.m. I don't care if it's nine in the morning, Uh whatever the time is, that's when church is at that one time and at that one location. For us, it's online.church. For you, it might be that Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah. the, co- the core of the benefit is to get everybody in one spot. In one spot, one time, to take what is usually asynchronous about the situation mm-hmm. and creating a synchronous environment where we experience church as close to what it was before the pandemic as possible. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know in this time a lot, there's been so much experimentation, and I know a lot of folks have realized that engagement dropped and, so, uh, and have noticed that engagement peaks on like Monday and Tuesday. Some churches have experimented with um, just dropping the episode whenever they finished editing it. And uh, I think that was wise to experiment with. Um, But I think in the end, um, this approach that you just described has been more effective. Yeah, if your goal is maintaining maintaining connection Mm -hmm. during online and hybrid worship, that's going to be the bare minimum effort to make that happen. And the second tip is going to be, like I touched on, to ask questions in the live stream yeah right that, that are meant to be answered not rhetorical questions not pastor questions but concrete questions uh-huh. that are meant to be answered yeah yeah and that fo- it just fosters conversation it just fosters conversation and and you find that your congregants start talking to each other in there too and you're really creating connection and community yeah uh your third tip is a little bit different we haven't touched on it yet we haven't touched on this one at all but it is for us it has made all the difference 
uh, for certain folks. We have a Zoom gathering, a Zoom fellowship, a Zoom prayer gathering, whatever you want to call it, after worship. And in the online.church portal, you have the opportunity to use these things called moments. And what it is is it puts buttons, like at the beginning of our service, it says, invite a friend to church. Mm-hmm. And they can just click that button and invite them to the space. Uh, Consider giving online. There's a button for that. Uh, And the last button for our worship says, consider joining us for for the Zoom gathering after worship. And they can just click that button and they're right in the room. And so even during the worship, I open up that room during the worship and people click through when that button comes up and that room starts to fill as worship ends. Okay. Okay, so that's interesting. So after they... Essentially, watch their YouTube video in yeah. the church on, on in the, the online portal. Yeah, then they go to a Zoom meeting. By, yeah. they just but it's easy. They click a button and it takes them right to Zoom. How many folks are showing up to these Zoom meetings for you? So we're we're not a huge church, but it's somewhere between twelve and twenty people weekly. That's pretty good. Uh, one one of the one of the things is it's not just that we go into that room and there's no function to it at all. One of the things that I do that I that I've heard from my folks anyway that is really successful is I ask a John Wesley question. That's all I do. I get I get in there and I say, uh, "Hey Bob, how is it with your soul?" Okay. And then we go around the room and everyone gets a chance to share, "How is it with your soul?" Okay. Hey, it was really great to go out to the beach this week. You know, it's not, not much to it. But then at the end, I usually end up with a handful of prayers that have come through their requests by accident, by people just telling me about their lives. And we pray at the end, and everyone goes. It's about 15 minutes, and uh, it's one of the most sacred spaces we have in this moment. And that's all online. All online. So before we wrap this up, we have, we have, uh, oh, you're right. Point, point three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, point three and a half, or maybe point four. We've said it a million times by now. Yeah is online.church is really good, and it is free. And if you haven't experimented with it yet, you should experiment with it. And here's how I, here's how I suggest it. Okay. Here's how I suggest you try it out. Don't tell anyone you're going to do it. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone you're going to do it. Okay. Uh, it sounds like great marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but what you should do is go ahead and set up your online.church portal okay. for your church, uh-huh. and then run service like it will be someday okay. for four weeks, and don't invite anyone but your leadership team, whether that's your church council, your administrative board, whoever that is, the 12, the 12 most, the most engaged people in your church and tell them we're going to try something out and ask them to pretend this is what your church is going to be. And then just dry run it four weeks with them. Ask them the questions in the comments, ask them, uh, ask them different things about themselves, get them engaged. And these leaders might just someday be the people curating that same space. So you don't have to. Yeah. That's great. A lot of people call those hosts. Yeah, hosts. I exactly. think that's the term people are using. I like I like worship curator, but I like oh, the word curate. Oh, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's, like the word I do curator. like the word curate. It just yeah. it just evokes something for me. Yeah, and that's great. It's uh, where do you know if people are interested in uh, online.church? What's the website for that? It's online.church. Oh, you're right. Good, <laughs> but but right. it, it will be in the it will be in the, the show description on YouTube and on our podcast. Yeah. Well, folks, we know that everybody is working really hard to make hybrid yes. church and online yes. church work. Uh, Matt and I are here. We continue to be here to help support you as you wrestle with some difficult decisions and try stuff out. And uh, we just want you to know we're here. So if, you have just, if you're listening to the podcast right now, know that we have a YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the YouTube channel, know that we have a podcast. Uh, we have a website, and of course, we have email addresses and phone numbers. We would love to talk We'd to love you. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, anything we can do. Feel free. Help. See you next time.